Open your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Timothy chapter 4. You have a new handout. There's not any new information on it. I just took and um, made something new that was a little bit more concise that we could uh, just use um, today. So just as a, a matter of review, if I, if I might, just to help us put our, our arms around it, no matter how much work we do, only God can bring about genuine change in our hearts. That's why we're calling it hearts and habits. We want godly habits so we'll have a full devotion to Christ, but we, we don't want to work in the energy of the flesh. We, we need the power of, of the Spirit. Uh, the main purpose of our habits is for the is for the glory of Christ, and even just like our, I prayed, well, why keep living? Why, why why should we strive to live? Only for one reason. Paul said to to live is is gain, and, and he said I I desire to live in Philippians one for your sakes. Uh, he didn't he didn't desire to live for his own sake. He did. Desired to live for their sakes, but he said to die is gain, and it's far better. And so, death isn't something for us to be afraid of. What we do is in life we pursue being devoted to Christ that will be useful and fruitful. Amen. And when our time comes to die, we'll, we'll be with Jesus. And what what could be what could be better? And so we're thankful for that. So our devotion to the glory of God is what motivates us to build God-honoring habits in our lives. Character is formed over time by daily routines or habits, good or bad. Listen, you cannot disclude the power of what you do every day. Today matters. The little things you do every single day matter. It's only a little thing today, but it's another little thing tomorrow, and a little thing, and a little thing, and a little thing, and 365 little things become a big thing. And so it's important what we do. It's important the habits in our life. We've learned that God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, and that he expects us to practice those exercises diligently, we have seen, and um, use them regularly as he has given them to us for our sanctification, for us to become like Christ. It's, a, it's that balance. He does the work in us, and then we work out our salvation, as it says in Philippians, with fear and trembling. We have a responsibility to be faithful to him, even as he has been faithful to give us everything we need for life and godliness. Look at point D. You can look at habits both as an action and a virtue. I mean, it's, it, it, it's an action. You, um, you desire or you think right. Excuse me, I just moved my eyes to the wrong color. <laughs> um, it's a habit, it's, it's an action, it's regular, it's frequent, and it's practiced almost automatically. And your other sheet was full of information on that, and if you bought the book I told you about, it gives you a, a lot. But we go through life, and it's so important that there's so many things that God has enabled us to do. We, we, we do it without even thinking, we just do it. But, but it's, it becomes that muscle memory and that that, um, that um, automatic response that, that helps us negotiate life. Um, I, I remember as a little boy, 
Some habits are harder than others, aren't they? And, and I had to learn to tie my shoes. It was kindergarten. And they had to, I mean, this is a long, 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 long time ago. And then the teacher had a great big piece of poster board. And, and she had everybody's name, alphabetical order. And I'm B for Brody. That means I'm always sitting on the front row, unless there's an A in my class. I loved it when there was A's on my class, then I could be second rather than first. And on that little board, she had empty Dixie cup sticks. Sherry loves Dixie cup sticks. Ask her about them someday. And the little Dixie cup sticks, you know what I'm talking about? What they look like the little wooden, I mean the, the one that, that sort of looked like a bow tie. You know, that sort of bowed at both ends. You know what I'm talking about? They're little thin things? Okay. And then when you learned to tie your shoes and you could do it, they put, if it was a girl, pink, and if it was a boy, blue. They, they even knew gender back in my day. What do you know? <laughs> They'd put a sweet little bow on that thing, and they'd put that up there that would tell the whole class, you knew how to tie your shoes. That was wonderful for all those people that could tie their shoes. But for little people like Larry, it was like screaming, well, that dodo, <laughs> he hadn't got, got his ribbon up there yet. And try as I might, well, let me give you a hint. If you ever notice, I still wear loafers only <laughs> because I can tie my shoe, but it takes too much time thinking. And the object of habits is to be able to do without thinking. You've done that. You've got in your car, and you got home, and you asked yourself, when in the world did I go past that intersection, that green view and, 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 and whatever? And, and, and you just did it by habit, or you, you do that when you're baking, or when you get up in the morning. Habits can become so muscle memory orientated with our, our bodies and our mind that, that in that given situation, we do it. Well, that's why we want to build a lot of habits into our life that give us the right responses in times of crisis, in times of, of need, in times when we, we need to respond godly, and the Spirit just takes that which we've trained ourselves to, and then we, we respond rightly, and uh, you're aware of that. So that's as it's an action, but it's also as a virtue, because as we do this, character and our disposition and our, our, um, our, our abilities to be obedient to the Word, they, they increase along, um, along with it. F, character is formed by this diligent practice of, of disciplines for the purpose of godliness. You know, all know that. There's always a fine balance and attention between our desires and our duty. Okay, it's, it's, it's a balance. I, I mean, I'm only going to speak for myself, but it's really easy to think because I did my devotions today or because I prayed extra long today or because I witnessed to three people today or because of, because of, because of, because of, pretty soon I start thinking it's about me and I'm earning favor with God. I mean, the temptation is just there. And I have to preach the gospel to myself. Did I earn any favor with God by doing that? Did I get any closer to heaven? No, of course not. That's all by grace. But did I become more like Jesus as I practiced godly disciplines for the glory of Christ? Yes. Did I build things into my life that when, when something happens, I'll be standing on the solid rock and I'll be able to respond in a Christ-like way for the glory of God? Yes. 
you know what, sooner or later that's going to happen for all of us. And uh, we sing the song, My Anchor Holds. I pray with Judy all the time, Lord, help me to finish well. I want my anchor to hold. When it's time to go, I want to go well for the glory of Christ, don't you? I'm not in a hurry to go, but I want to go well. If it's somebody I love, I I, want to help them go well. But that won't just happen if I don't build things deep into my life so that it flows out of me when everything around me seems like it's moving and everything in me wants to go in the opposite direction. There has to be spirit and truth and life built in, and that comes through the power of the Spirit. Yes, he's given us everything for life and godliness, but it also comes by the struggle of working out my salvation with fear and trembling, working out what God has put in there. And, and, and so, so necessary. When I desire or I think right, then I do right. But it's circular because when I do right, when I take the right action, then that helps me to think right. And you know the opposite is true. I think wrong, I do wrong. And the more I do wrong, the more I think wrong. And it's a downward cycle. It can be an upward cycle. Yes, empowered by the Spirit, I think right, I do right. And that wants me, makes me to think right more often, and then do right more often. And, and, and that's, that's the power of those daily disciplines. Both have to be coupled with the Spirit's enablement. And so you know all that. We, we know there, four under G, we can't earn favor or more love from God. But we know that we, we need them because of the, of the downward pull. Our, our, flesh, our flesh is pull, pulling us down. The world system is struck against us, putting temptation at every single place. Everything is against us in the world. And we do have a very real adversary. And so it's very important that we, we take our, our, um, our daily habits and our routines seriously. It's spiritual warfare. And so uh, I, I've given you this. Um, you, you know, it's, it's easier if you, if you take your life and maybe break it up. Um, Greg Gilford, Gifford, rather, suggested you break it into this area. I'm not saying you, you need to, but he looked at life as spiritual, being a relationship with God, personal, you know, like diet and exercise and um, time management priorities, uh, those sort of things. Family, I think, is, is fairly um, obvious. Your, your interaction in your family, how you're, how you're leading your family, um, your vocation or your school, uh, thinking right that, thinking correctly, uh, you know, if you if if you look at the scriptures, you see that a person's vocation is to be done for the glory of Christ. And while you may work for Center Health or B and W or whoever, ultimately you work for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's your ultimate boss. He's your ultimate glory, and He is your purpose. Yes. You're a tent maker. Yes, you have to make money. You have to pay the electric bill. You have to eat. All those things are true. But you have as much divine purpose and blessing being in the quote-unquote secular workforce as I do here. I'm no more in the will of God today standing here than I was working in the nuclear industry 
for 19 years when I was working there when my light was shining for the glory of Christ. And, and so to, to that end, we have things that we need to put in our life vocationally or school, and then, of course, socially. You know, we're to, we're to take the gospel to the world. And so we have all kinds of relationships. So how, how do you deal with that? We're going to look in the next few weeks at uh, the absolute essential necessity of building good habits or renewing your mind. Um, Bible intake, call it whatever you want. And uh, Joseph will be uh, covering that uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're also going to look after that at praying. Uh, I know we all pray. But it's good to refresh our minds in that practice. Um, David is going to lead us in, uh, in, in that time. Um, and we're going to look at journaling. Um, I'm going to come back after the, the prayer in the Bible, and we're going to look at how can we effectively use journaling, both from a standpoint of growth, how do we use it for accountability, and how do we actually use it for out, outreach um, to others to ac- accomplish a lot of what we're doing here? We're, we're going to look at worship. Um, it's, it's really easy for an idol to pop up into your heart, and without you even knowing it, you're, you're worshiping something other than God. We're going to look at, at worship. Certainly what we do here on Sunday should be worship, but we ought to worship from the time we walk, wake up in the morning and until we go to bed at night. So we're going to check our hearts on, on that. We're going to look at... Um, one anothering and serving each other and how, how does that impact both this class how does it impact the church and then how do we impact the community with that so we'll be looking at that in the in the days um, ahead the book that I looked at uh, that um, is really very excellent and um, the um, association of biblical counselors named this the book of the year here just a few years ago for their all of their members uh, suburb um, book for sure so I recommended it to you but he had a worksheet in there you don't have to use the worksheet I don't care if you do or not but the principles of that worksheet will just help you and uh, and, and and he takes the word habit and uh, he looks at it and talks about the very first thing we have to do is have a heart directed toward God and, and the name. And then A, we, we have to aim for a specific habit to develop. And I'm going to add to that to develop or perhaps deepen. So you may have a habit, and it may be a good habit, but, but maybe it's only surface level, and you really need to plunge a little bit deeper in, in that habit, habit area. Um, he uses B, the word B in habit, for build a pattern or a frequency. Obviously, if you're going to build something into your life, then you have to repeat it. You, you have to do it uh, over and over again. He takes I and he uses it to use the acronym for incorporate accountability and environmental controls. And we'll look at that just for a second. But if you really want to be successful in building godly habits, you know you have your flesh battle in you. You, you. As I mentioned, you know you have the world battle in you. Uh, you. You know you have an adversary. You need help. And thank God you have the Spirit of God, but that's what we are for. That's what the body of Christ is for. We need one another desperately. Listen, somebody said something to me today, and, and it was a compliment, but it was also an accountability, and it was also an encouragement. And uh, we, we need to be doing that with, with, with each other in, in whatever area of life it is. But we can't do that if we don't get connected with each other, if we're not close to each other, if we're not open with each other. 
I don't have it all together. And you know what? You don't either. And you need somebody that you can say to, I don't have it all together. And I want to grow in the grace and the knowledge and the truth of Christ. And here's what I'm working at. Would you hold me accountable? And so he, he uses I for that. And then the obvious training through constant practice. So if you look at that back sheet, more detailed than the other handout that I gave you, but, but here, here it is laid out for you. And you could take one of these for each God-honoring habit you wanted to develop, and it would just be helpful. And so the uh, first thing you've got to think about is, how is my heart directed towards God? That needs to be the motivation of my habit. And let's suppose it doesn't seem like it's, like it's, a, it's a spiritual one. May I say to you, we are spiritual beings. Even the lost people of the world worship themselves. We're all spiritual. It's just, are we spiritual in Christ or are we, are, are we worshiping false gods? And, and, and in, that, in that spiritual sense, anything we do that builds discipline into our life is additive. It helps other things. Okay, so if you do one little thing and you bring some discipline in your life, it'll, it'll help all the other areas. When we let one thing go, then that has a tendency. Do you know this world's not getting better? And do you know that the law of physics and thermodynamics even told us that centuries and centuries ago? And, of course, God told us that from the beginning. Things are coming apart. They're not getting better. They're not getting better. They're not coming together. No, they're coming apart. And so... We need spiritual discipline, so let's just take a, 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 an area that often comes up that you could use in this sheet. Maybe it's diet. I mean, it could be prayer. It could be this, but whatever area it is, maybe it's decluttering. Okay, now I'm really meddling. Maybe you're not a neat person, and there's clutter everywhere you look. We could start here. But to just declutter or to just say, i got to eat better, without directing your heart towards God and recognizing you need the Spirit's enablement and the reason I should eat better or declutter isn't for me. The reason is for the glory of Christ. And I need his help and I'm empowered. So I start with my heart directed towards God. Does that make sense? I think you know that, but it's easy to leave that step out. And then you aim for a specific habit. Um, and he, he gave you a... Um, a prayer you might pray to give you some idea, but a, um, a specific habit to develop. And I'm, I'm going to tell you my, my story. When, when Judy and I first got into our very first good church, here was our Sunday morning habit, the habit of gathering with God's people. Here was my habit. We came to Sunday morning church. That's all we, all we ever do. We came to Sunday morning church, and all these other people, this seemed like the... That's all they did is they lived at church. I had really poor ecclesiology. And at that point in my life, my life wasn't centered on Christ. A lot of people say, I center my life on Christ. Well, Christ is the head of the church, and if you center your life on Christ, your, your life is centered around his church. I, I say that with no apology. And so, all right, Sunday school. Somebody suggested I go to Sunday school. I can remember thinking how weird that was. What do I need two services in the morning? 
And we started going to Sunday school. And, you know, months later, as other people talking to us as we're growing, and you, you know, we have a Sunday night service. You know, we think actually the Sunday night service is one of the sweetest times as our church gathers together. You got to think about coming to Sunday night. Sunday night? Come on, what in the world? Uh, man, we started going to Sunday night. What a blessing. Then somebody said, you know, we have a midnight, um, or midnight, <laughs> we have a midweek um, uh, service, and we have several different ministry projects that we, we could do. Would you, want, would you like to get involved in that? And, and, and slowly, as we added these habits to our life, it has made all the difference in the world. But I didn't walk in the door after being saved saying, I think I'd like to do it all. I didn't. I was resistant to it. I needed accountability. I needed encouragement. I needed help. It was one step at a time. My heart was directed towards the Lord by his grace. I wanted to do what was right. But I had to figure out what are some specific areas I need to grow in. And what I needed to do was just commitment to a church, believing that God's plan for the age was one. It's to build his church. There isn't plan B, folks. There is not plan B. There's only plan A. And, and it starts by being in Christ. He is the head of the church. And then living in that context, in that church, and watch what he'll do um, in, in your life. I'm so grateful for that. So maybe, maybe for you, that's a habit that you need to consider. Um, then you've got to build a, a pattern of, of frequency. He, he gave you an example there. Here he was talking about devotions. I, I'd like to do it 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And, um, and then you've got you to decide how you're going to do that. So in the example, he was very specific. I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this to make sure that I have time. You've heard my testimony before. And um, many, 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 many years ago, I decided that I wanted the Lord to have the first hour of every day. And that I would take and, and um, decide my get-up time so that I could always get up no matter what I had to do in vocationally or family, that I could have time to be with the Lord first. And it is just one day. And then one day was two. And two days was three. And now it's 40. Not days, years. And it's made all the difference in the world. But it starts with one day, one commitment, one little commitment, one week. Amen? And, and we all have uh, d- different areas, and, and you, can, you can build that. Then you've got to incorporate accountability and uh, environmental controls. Um, I, it's, it's amazing. When Judy and I pray, my phone can go absolutely nuts. I'm telling you, there's a real devil that doesn't want me to pray with my wife. I put my phone to sleep when I'm going to pray with Judy. I don't know what it is. It does it at other times, but I put it to sleep. And so if, my, if you try to get a hold of me, I don't even care how big the emergency is. When Judy and I are praying, you can't do it. Because I've just learned, environmentally, I have to pull that thing out of my life. You, you, you know, yours might be a completely different situation on, on what you have to do, but that's what they're, they're talking uh, about here. And then I train through practice, keep a journal, a log for accountability and growth. So you, you know all that. It makes sense. You could get tons of good books and resources on that. 
And uh, I hope that the foundation has been set, the conviction is by the Spirit, and that as you listen to myself and other men over the next three months, that we'll, we'll deepen some habits into our life. Perhaps the Spirit will lead you to build some new and um, all for the glory of Christ. Amen? Father, thank you for your grace. Um, as we go into the next service now, I, I pray um, as we listen um, to our brothers and sisters sing, as we pray together, as we encourage one another, and then as we sit under the word, may you work in our hearts in an amazing way to make us more like your son. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>